Diverse voices. Unique sound. Not the same old thing. Different, different. This is NOCO FM. Don't forget the lube is meant for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Don't forget the lube, the show where two queeros talk sex and sexuality. For only three ninety nine, you can hear the rest of the episode. It's your boy Kevcat. It's JoJo, and we want to fuck you gently over the phone. So gently. And when you hear us moaning, it's because we're eating tacos, <laughs> like from Taco Bell. So JoJo, yes, today's a very special episode. It is. I think so. Well, why else do I have this fucking hot-ass chick next to me? <laughs> I was wondering about that. Uh, she's my new girlfriend, <laughs> Lily. Would you like to say your full name? Yes, Lily Demona. Hi, Lily Demona. We're Hello. so excited to have you on the podcast. We're actually fucking lit. So stoked. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking excited. So uh, we are a sex and sexuality podcast. Uh, we're both queer and gay as fuck. True. And um, we, we're just so stoked to have you here. <laughs> um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, gosh. Um, that's an easy question. I don't know. Where should I start? <laughs> I make porn and uh, yes. do other various forms of sex work. And uh, yeah, I've done phone sex work. I've done webcamming. So, oh, like, so on a scale of one to ten, how bad was our intro? Oh, no, I think it's pretty good, actually. <laughs> Lit. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. We can, hey, if this doesn't work out. Yeah. Definitely. What, what the fuck is that <laughs> fucking movie? Call for a good time call. Yeah, that's what oh, it's called. I mean, mm-hmm. Oh. Don't know Somebody listening knows what I'm talking about, and that's Somebody. all that matters. <laughs> so that's fucking awesome. Uh, I made a horrible joke that Charles kept in, which I hated. The other uh, show I was trying to say, explore your sexuality, find another person. If you can't find another person, find a sex worker. But instead I yelled, buy a hooker. And <laughs> I I was so mad that he left it in. <laughs> but so how did you get into porn? I started in webcam, and I really enjoyed just being in front of the camera. And then I'd been doing that for about a year, and uh, just kind of out of the blue, last April, this pretty well-known porn producer uh, came and contacted me about doing a scene with him. And so I went off to Vegas, and I did that, and I had a really good time, and I've kind of just been really into porn since and i'm like wanting to start my own production company so oh that's fucking cool yeah so do you get to travel a lot for porn or uh yes and no i haven't most recently because i've been healing from surgery but uh yeah i mean i've gone out to i've shot in las vegas los angeles and portland as well as Denver, so. Oh, that's oh, yeah. fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Lit. Did you work with anyone, like, that you used to watch? Did you get that chance yet? Um, I've worked with Chelsea, Chelsea Marie. There we go. Lit. <laughs> and then I also worked with uh, Mike Panic, who okay. is, he's 
Oh my god, that's my hottest scene. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we might have to stop the podcast because Lily might have to right. <laughs> film a new porno. What? Wait, no. Okay. Is there what is like the biggest like porn star that you like fangirl over? Um, that's a good question. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Mike Panic is like <laughs> <laughs> you're just like I'm good uh, there. You can stop talking about the other ones. He's the fucking just schedule us again, please. I'm just <laughs> waiting. Uh, Why would I settle for anything less if I already <laughs> fucked God? Like, right. come on. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of really amazing people out there, and I feel like I don't have my Twitter in front of me, so my brain is not working to pull anybody up right now, which is horrible. But that's um, reasonable. <laughs> totally fine. My brain goes out the window sometimes. When we're recording too and I, there's just long pauses of silence sure so as a trans woman in the porn community mm -hmm. do you feel like you're treated fairly or do you feel like you're a lot of the time like just fetishized or uh treated fairly by who is the question that On is what a good side question i would imagine probably like the people that you're working with as well as like you know if you like your co-stars and then also the people who are like producing it and shit yeah because that's the thing there's like layers there's like your producer and then there's like the people that you're working with and sometimes they can be the same person or not and then uh there's like the fans and so yeah. that's where there's sometimes some people uh are much more on the side of fetishizing and objectifying and like mm -hmm. i understand that's part of my job like yeah well and the porn industry has like they've definitely been working towards getting away from that but i feel like when somebody who's not well educated about porn is going to see it as like oh you know i can't objectify these people because look at what they're doing exactly it's it's a like free excuse to be like well they're just nothing more than an object and people tend to forget that these are real people who are yeah. working this job yeah part of it too i think is because we have such a lack of comprehensive sex education in our country Do absolutely not get me started i manage a sex shop <laughs> bitch and i grew like my fucking high schooling was in oklahoma for a while i will go on for hours about the lack of such education right. wow that was really good talking <laughs> what you you worded bad okay you know what you know what we have an episode where you literally slurred out the, the ending and i edited it out because i love you so shut the fuck up <laughs> Just calling me out of my shit i guess <laughs> Uh, but, but I think part yeah. of the issue is that because we do have this lack of sex education, a lot of the education that people get is from porn. It is, and yeah. I like to be treated certain ways at certain times, but that doesn't mean like I want that all the time. And that doesn't mean like you can treat me that way without a conversation about that. Absolutely. We talk about that a lot on the show is that um, even sometimes the things you like in bed or at certain times can change. Like one night you're like, yeah, fuck me in the ass and call me baby girl. And other nights you're like, mm, I'm daddy. And, you know, just move yeah. on from that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the fact that there is such a lack of sex education, we are relying on porn so much is terrifying because mm -hmm. I sell porn. So I see the titles. Yeah. <laughs> she, and, yeah. She's got a big dick. I mean, it's not at least using tranny or shemale. So oh no, we they're, have they're, they're all over. Oh no, I know that, but I, it's steps. And steps, like, you're right. One of my things for myself, I really love to identify as a chick with a dick. That's one of my. I love, yeah. Oh my god, like, I love that chick with a dick for the win. <laughs> Would you say like, is there issues that you face? as far as like your relationships go not just like romantic but just like relationships in general with friends or family members with the line of work that you do yeah well i don't have a lot of contact with most of my family and uh. i feel like that's a combination of 
well, like I'm trying to be the blackest sheep of the family. <laughs> Girl, like, you were reasonable. That look, <laughs> Feel though. that? Thank you. Like you, you showed up in this like goth punk queen vibe, and I was like, mm, maybe I can marry her. <laughs> She's is she single? Right. <laughs> and so uh, I, um, I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> oh, you're, the you're, bl- you're the black you sheep that. of the family. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. yeah. Um, and so, uh, in terms of what my family thinks, um, I mean, the ones who talk to me, they just, they just don't want to talk about that, you know, like they would rather not know. Um, but no, I mean like the friends and the people that I have in my life now, I've, I've specifically chosen people that aren't going to have an issue with this because I'm not willing to deal with people who are going to like try and sandbag what I'm doing. Yeah. Or like belittle you in any kind of way. Yeah. Because like fuck those kind of people. Yeah. Seriously. That is fucking bullshit. So you said earlier that you have, I said she has a dick and you said at least it's not tranny or she male. Mm -hmm. Uh, Have you been in titles like in movies where the title did include tranny or she male or do you make it like a I will not be in this if that is there? No, I have not. I have not been in any titles like that. So I haven't really worked in any like movie titles. Like I haven't worked on any like big productions like that. I have worked mainstream just scenes. So mostly online okay. stuff? Yeah. Okay. Um, and yeah, like I said, I haven't had Trenny or Shemel like used in any of the titles of stuff, but I know that people have advertised some of the scenes that I've been in that way. And mm-hmm. like, I, there's two, two things for me on this. Like one, one of the things that's been happening on like different social media platforms is certain terms like trans has now been flagged as like an inappropriate term or it can wait what the fuck yeah so like a lot of it stems from trans women using trans as a hashtag for their porn oh (laughs) and so it's like on one side of this i'm like i do the same thing where i just call myself trans but then on like the other side it's like okay well i can understand having certain words that are specific to the industry yeah that minimizes the bleed over between sex work and what I do for sex work and then just information and education that is out and available to people. Right. Hmm. Definitely. That that is a very thin line that they're kind of walking there cuz yeah. that that is kind of ridiculous that just because of a couple porns. Like I'm sorry, but uh people search straight porn all the time and straight is not flagged. No. Yeah. Straight is not <clears throat> Or inappropriate. Even, <laughs> exactly, which is ridiculous. Even like bisexual porn, like Yeah. You know. I don't see like bi <laughs> being tagged. And it's not mm. I got into a fight somewhere with someone earlier today, actually, on Facebook, because he said that basically um he has no problem with trans people, but if they get an attitude with him for misgendering them, then he will purposely misgender them. And I was like, That's okay, not okay. <laughs> like one hand I totally get, like, as someone who is also trans. I get it, especially me, because, like, mine is fucking, like, it's very easy for me to understand how people think that it's not valid or whatever, and thinking that it's ridiculous that I prefer to be called different pronouns and so on and so forth. I understand that. And then for trans women and trans men, just trans people in general, I understand that it's a newer thing-ish. Not really. No, it's 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 newer that it's being publicly accepted. Yeah. And it's new in the sense that it's... um not kind of this like behind the curtain thing yeah because that's the other thing specifically with trans women is like for 30 years basically the standard care procedure was 
you go and you you meet all the requirements to like start getting hormones and then you're on that for a time and then you go and you have vaginoplasty and then you just go fucking stealth and you don't tell anybody that you're trans and i have an issue with that <laughs> too like everybody is their own person and if that's how they're going to conduct their lives i'm not going to shame them for that of as course well. yeah but there are some people that are like I'm trans and I'm not going to do anything to apologize yeah, yeah. or make myself fit into your fucking book. And that's mm-hmm. fucking punk as shit. And I believe in that. And there's people that are just, I just want to fit in. I want to feel normal in my skin. Mm-hmm. And I but completely understand that as well. For decades, the standard in America was, you know, you're going to go and you're going to transition and then you're not going to fucking tell anybody. Yeah. You're fucking right. And so now it's this thing where it's, it's, uh, we have more acceptance and going and transitioning is now this thing that you can do and be more open and available about with and so it's just bringing a lot of things more to the forefront rather than like sweeping them under the rug yeah well metal and you know with the whole like going stealth thing it was actually like you know i would see it as more dangerous for trans women because what if you know their straight partner finds out goes on a rampage and then fucking murders them Mm -hmm. you know everyone will think it's justified yeah that's the thing is like that was what scared me the most about this conversation I had with this dude is because he said, because she pissed me off, I can refer to her as her man, like, which is no, exactly can't. the kind of thinking that gets trans people killed, yeah. like on the reg and yeah. nobody cares. Yep. God, I, did this time. <laughs> I get into so many fights about on Facebook about trans rights. Like I made a post that said, like, do not refer to trans women as tranny, blah, 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 blah. And mm-hmm. all the names and someone was like, but they do it in porn. Oh, my God, this is so relevant. A girl commented on it and said, they do it in porn, and they call themselves that, so I can do it too. And I was like, mm, nope. <laughs> Unless you have a friend who is trans who told you that you could call them that, that's fine. That does not mean that you could call other trans people that. That does not mean that you have a pass for anything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree completely. <laughs> yeah, so I have gone on so many rants about this shit. So many. I had a woman come to the store the other day, and uh, she just kept dropping faggot left and right, like, in the store. Oh, my God. And I was like, you got to leave. And she was like, what, are you one of those tranny bitches? And I was like, yes, get the fuck out. I will fucking slap you with my nine and a half inch cock. Get out. <laughs> fuck. I feel like, so, you know, I'm I'm genderqueer. Like, for me, my gender identity doesn't matter. Like, I will go by they, them, or she, her, just because it's kind of easier for people to be like, oh, because I do look very effeminate. I got big old anime titties. Like, it's easier. That I love to shove my face in. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like something that was really hard for me was just when, like, people who did know me were like, mm, no, I don't think you are that. I think you're just a tomboy. And I'm like, well, I mean, I am a tomboy, but, like, these, this is how I feel. <laughs> Like, yeah. my, my personal identity does not revolve around my sexual identity or, you know, my orientation or whatever. Like, And when it I comes don't. to gender identity, there have been so many studies done on it and so much, like, there's so much evidence to back that trans people are 100% legit. Like, they're... Yeah. There's doctors, psychiatrists, <laughs> therapists, like so much evidence. And Historians. people still like, no, dick means dude. And it's like, can you eat a dick? Like, <laughs> But then if you ask these same people, what if they got into a horrible car accident and they had their dick cut off or whatever, they, for whatever reason, their their genitals was, was affected in some way? Would that make them less of their gender? Like, that is so good. Oh I my love God, that you because they the was system. <laughs> I know, right? But like, they just they don't they don't I don't know they don't care. <laughs> Fuck, that is so good. Mm-hmm. Shit, I'm getting that tattooed on my ass. Okay, <laughs> well, and I feel like a lot of it comes from the jealousy 
that a lot of people experience because like as a society we're told to be this uniformed way don't stand out too much and then when somebody breaks the mold and says i'm bold enough and brave enough to be who i am other people are going to be like oh fuck i wish i could be like that no no you don't get to be happy if i'm not happy Mm -hmm. (laughs) like right and that's insane the the, yeah that is something that actually plagues a lot of issues in america is that if it's not happening to me. It's not real. And that happens so much. That's why people are racist. That's why people don't believe in racism. Mm-hmm. So that is totally carried over into like the treatment of trans people. And when I think, like unfortunately, specifically, I feel men in America are not given the opportunity to learn empathy for their people. You are totally right. The thing is like, yeah, me and my brother, uh, we are twins. Like, we grew up in the same environment, but we were treated very differently. We saw it side by side. So every time I cried, I was coddled, made sure I was okay. Well, ish. And every time my brother cried, my brother's also autistic, but every time my brother cried, it was treated like it was an annoyance. It wasn't an actual expression of pain or feelings. It was just shut the fuck up and get over it. Man up. Man up. Exactly. Oh, fuck that. Mm-hmm. I hate that. that. Stop being so sensitive. Stop being so sensitive. And that's mm-hmm. bullshit. Be more sensitive. Be sensitive. Feel the world around you. Yeah. I did not let my, when my little brother was born, I was like, no, when someone cries, it's because they're sad. When you cry, it's because you're sad. You're allowed to be sad. You're allowed to want to wear a crown and be a princess. And like, so I actually have um, a unique point of view on the whole, like, you know, telling young men to man up, don't cry. Cause I was actually given the same treatment. As a child, like, my father would tell me, you know, like, don't cry, you need to be tough. And I can tell you as an adult, it has really affected not just how I perceive myself when I'm feeling emotional, Mm -hmm. but, like, how I want other people to perceive me when I'm being emotional. Mm -hmm. Like, it's taken me years, like, years and years and years to finally be like, okay, I can cry in front of people. Same. And I'm not going to be ridiculed. I'm not going to be told I'm being just a bitch about it. Like, that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. So... You know, I can completely relate to these young men that are like, well, I need to bottle everything up. Like, no, you don't. Like, <laughs> you're just raised in a shitty environment. Yeah, and that's – I kind of went through the same thing. That's why, like, uh, my sexuality got super fucked up by certain events. My feelings were trivialized, and anytime I had an issue with it, I was treated like less of a person. And then when I moved out of that situation and created unhealthy coping mechanisms, so every time I was – addressed a certain way i would instantly break down and it internalized everything it's my fault i did it literally none of it was my i did nothing <laughs> wrong but i was like yep end of the world is coming because i didn't flush the toilet like that was me yeah, <laughs> so yeah. i fucking feel that but you were raised masculine like you were raised male right it was yeah, yeah. i transitioned later in life even like that framework, that language of like being raised male or being socialized male is like a real hot topic in the trans community. I don't know. The trans community is like, I, it's kind of a dumpster fire. And I'm really sad about that. <laughs> oh, it's okay. But it is. Yeah. I understand. Like, like there's, it's like any fandom, basically. There's going to be sure. the, the ones that are heard the most are going to be the loudest oh, ones yeah. and they don't represent everybody. But, yeah. you know, it can um, be a problem. But yeah, I was definitely raised and socialized uh, from the perspective of being interpreted as male. Mm -hmm. And I had all of that same, you know, you have to man up and you just have to do stuff. Something that specifically affected me was being told that, you know, your feelings and emotions don't mean anything. And to just, you just have to do the things and don't pay attention to how you feel. And I think that's such a fucked up thing. And I think that's that's a very- so destructive. And I think it's a standard lesson that a lot of people who are raised 
in this society as males are taught is yeah so you're a strong believer in toxic masculinity oh yeah okay. yeah in fact do you know who valerie solanus is sounds familiar but please go on I'm she not too wrote the scum manifesto oh yeah oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting because so this was written in like the late 60s and it is very much from a perspective of like hard second wave feminism. She is very turfy, like trans uh, uh, exclusionary radical feminist and also swerf, like sex worker exclusionary. However, her critique of men and like why our society is kind of the way it is, I think is is so like one of the best dissections of toxic masculinity, even though it's written from this very biological standpoint. And like yeah. one of her things that she says, which I agree with from a certain perspective, is that men are failed women. But then she goes into it being biological. And that I don't So agree she's with. like contradicting herself. This is why it's, I can read it from acknowledging that it's second wave and not yeah. get all like upset about it because it's like, accurate like she talks about how the reason why men demonize everything feminine is because they know that they are lacking they know that they are less than women because they can't be as emotionally vulnerable and they want to but then they hate themselves for lacking these things and then demonize everything feminine and it's like that is that's exactly what's happening that's been a that's mindset really that's been around forever is like if i don't understand it then it's wrong or if i can't be it then it's wrong but that's been a thing like since the beginning of time that's why witches were persecuted that's why like all this shit that happened is like i can't do it so you shouldn't be allowed to yeah yeah. Well, a lot of the witch trials, too, were other women being jealous sure. of women well, the because like they were like, oh, my husband looked at her. I can't I can't do anything about it. I'll call her a witch, get her ass burned to death. That was already created because a woman can't be better than me because I am a man. I have a penis. I'm better than everybody else, you know? Mm -hmm. Now, like, once that system was established, it's like, okay, anytime I have a problem with someone, I can just turn them into the system. Like, yeah. So, yeah, that's insane. Um... Also, just a quick side note, putting that out there. Uh, fuck turfs if you are a turf and you listen to this. Die. <laughs> fuck swerfs, too. Yeah, yeah. fuck swerfs, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, we are very sex worker positive on this thing. Oh, yeah. I was actually so excited when she said that I have a friend who is not only trans, but she's also a sex worker, and she does porn. And I was like, can I marry her? <laughs> um, so I'm so stoked to have you on the show. And well, I keep you. saying that. And yeah. I sound like a 70-year-old hippie. But <laughs> I mean, 70-year-olds are my favorite, to be honest. Oh, <laughs> Wait, okay, Look. no, we're gonna go into this. We're gonna go into this. Okay, so as far as porn, who are your favorite like types of people to work with? Ooh, that's a good question. Well, specifically non-abusers, because oh, that's an issue I've already run into. There's um, a couple of people that I, I don't work with anymore because of their history around that. And Can I ask you to go a little like deeper? What, what does non-abuser mean? That's a good question. So uh, I, and again, going into uh, having a lack of sex education, there is a lack of understanding around consent within sex a lot of times. Yeah. And unfortunately, in our culture, we generally learn sex through mistakes and through different experiences yeah. and through crossing boundaries. And so I'm, I'm, I understand that there's, you know, a chance for that to be a thing, but as long as it's not a pattern of behavior and you don't have like 20 or 30 women on the internet talking about how they've been assaulted or felt uncomfortable with you, that's what I look at. Right. It's, okay. You know, if, if it's not a pattern of, of long-standing behavior where you are taking advantage of assaulting, you know, making women feel uncomfortable and then you refuse to hear any feedback on that and you refuse to adjust your what you're doing at all, like 
Would you say that is like a common like larger issue, especially in the porn industry? I it seems that way i i can't specifically say yes or no that's how it is but um well just based on your opinion from what you've seen based on my personal experience and what i've observed i mean uh lee raven just this last year i don't know if you followed her story at all um last march but uh she went and filmed a scene with these two producers and uh it was definitely a rougher scene and there were things that were uh, discussed and talked about before, but then in that scene, the specifically one of the men crossed some specific oh, boundaries geez. that were not supposed to be crossed. Yeah, and so uh, like she came out and had a whole video about how she felt she was assaulted and like what that looked like and everything. And it's just like what changed? You know, well, these, these people are still making videos and they're still doing their thing. And so that's, that's like the fucked up part because like even though yes, it is porn. Like, I feel like people do have that misconception of, like, oh, well, they're just fucking, so, like, consent is a bit looser when it's not. Like, the second somebody says, no, stop, like, you stop what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's got to be really hard for the victims, too, because, you know, they're signing, I would imagine they're signing contracts in order to be in this scene. Or, like, it depends. there's, there's yeah. got to be some sort of, like, verbal contract that's being discussed so if a victim is assaulted like it's hard for her to go to like authorities about it definitely and the thing is like it's kind of the same way in the kink (sighs) community and even the sex toy community and stuff like that luckily now more recently we are like acknowledging that the sex toy community like the sex toy industry is something that is big and needs to be regulated so they did take out the i never say this word right the Phthalates. Phthalates. <laughs> Thank you so much. I ne- like- I've been working at a sex shop for two years and I still don't say it right. Part of it's my dyslexia. But they took that out. And because the porn community is something that's seen as so taboo and something so dark that you're not supposed to talk about, mm-hmm. I feel like they don't put as strong regulations on it because they're like, whatever, they're doing something that's technically shouldn't be even legal. Uh, but at the same time, like, I don't want to be told what kind of content I can make. That's true. I feel that's that. Reasonable. I just mean, I just mean like health, like safety regulations. Sure. And like, so, even with that, like Los Angeles has instigated a mandatory condom rule, which is why a lot no. of production has moved to Las Vegas. And... As a producer myself, I prefer to shoot without condoms. And the reason is, is because out of anybody that I will have sex with, the pool of people who also make porn, statistically speaking, are going to be the safest people to have non-condom sex with. Because in order to shoot in the industry, it is required that you have a recent test within the last three to four weeks. And it depends on who you talk to about that's that. That's really but. amazing. That's really rad. Who do like who do you have to check with to be a part of the industry? Like for that testing wise and stuff. So Ames is the one, I think is their name. If you live in LA or Las Vegas, I think there might be one in Miami too. But um, they are a network specifically for industry professionals who are working full-time. Since I am living here in Colorado and I'm just kind of on my own, it's just I make sure that when I work with people without a condom that they have a clean test. And, like, it's a lot harder to kind of, like, fake that with people when you're doing scenes because I have to have a copy of their ID. I have to verify their they are who they are. It's a 2257 is the model release form or model like consent form so it's making sure that they are over the age of 18 and like i have to do all of this verification so then they also have this test that shows they were tested within a certain amount of time and their name and their address all lines up so 
Like it works pretty well. And um, on the other side of that, I'm fine shooting condom scenes too. Like, cause I'd like to normalize condom usage. So of course. it's kind of this thing where it's like, I'll work either way. I prefer non-condom, but then like if certain requirements, like if they don't have a clean test, okay, cool. You can still shoot. I'll just use a condom. Yes, whatever. It's fine. Right. Are there any like hard lines when you're like talking to a coworker? Are there any hard lines when it comes to shooting that you are just like, I will leave. I'll get up and go if you do this. Uh, yeah. Some of it has to do mostly with language. I don't like sissy is one of the ones that is um, really hard for me. Trini and Shemail, they are an attempt at quantifying the in between us. Okay, I get that. But sissy is like this other specific word that is like taking away my femininity. And that's where like, I'm not into language that is going to challenge my femininity. Right. So like, if somebody, like if I'm doing a scene with somebody and they want to, they want me to call them a faggot. Well, I'm not going to do that. Because what does that say about who I am? Yeah, right. Like, I totally get that. You know, that's not that doesn't work for me. <laughs> so, but in terms of like uh, what happens during a scene, there's plenty of things that I will converse. You know, like have a have a conversation about and um, say like this is what I'm feeling today or this is what's okay. You know, but like, and I know with some titles, there's like scene requirements. Like I don't know, I'm not an expert on how the sure, industry sure, works, sure. of course. But like some are like, uh, this one, you're going to spit cum into someone else's mouth. Are there any like requirements that have made you say no to a scene before? Not for me. And I think partially, again, because I'm independent and not working with a production company, I don't have like I've specifically decided that I want to stay on this independent, like alternative side of things. And sure, I go do mainstream stuff if it comes up. But I'm not like trying to get into the mainstream. And partially is because I don't want to be dictated to. I don't want to have people tell me, oh, I have to go do this scene with somebody. And I realize that's a lot less common than it used to be. But it's still like right. a thing where you know, aren't necessarily in charge of, of who you're fucking or who you're working with or what you're doing in terms of your, your scene content. And that's why I really like just producing my own. And, and, you know, like I like to make weird stuff. Like I made a, um, I'm a vampire. And so I made like a bloody pussy video the other <gasps> That's month. awesome. And I'm like so into this, but cool. I can't figure out where to sell it because nobody is into menstrual blood. <laughs> just... I mean, I'm sure you can find, you can find some stores, like... stores. Like that's oh, a yeah. thing is that like mini vids, amateur porn, they're all like, this is one of the things that you can't have on here. And Sorry, like, guys. Excuse the long silence while but... I purchase a film. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like in certain kink communities, like, you definitely would be able to, you know, sell those kind of videos. But I see what you're saying, though, as far as, like, shops go. I have to, like, go seek out these tiny little niches of community as opposed to being able to sell it just on the platform that I already have. Yeah. Right. And that sucks. Like, I mean, it's 2018. Like, it's a little bit of menstrual blood. Get the fuck over it. I know. <laughs> yeah, I totally get it. I know. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so if you if you want the pussy... You got to deal with Satan's waterfall. That's just right. what happens. Yeah. And I feel like when you get down to it, the difference between eating a pussy and like what takes place in that and then what takes place with like a bleeding pussy, like there's not really much difference. Like I've been told uh, that the taste, honestly, like just it's just a richer taste. Sure. I've had dudes like straight up just be like, yeah, like there's nothing wrong with it and there's nothing gross about it. Like the only thing is like it's going to taste a bit richer than what it normally would. Tastes like right. pennies. Yeah. 
was going to ask you if it tastes like gargling pennies. Sure. You Fuck know. yeah. I think pe- there's just a stigma around just women on their period in general that causes people to be like, oh, no, that's gross. It's like, well, are you sure? Because it happens monthly. I have some people to call out. <laughs> Next time, like, any of my friends, like, that I knew back in, like, middle school are like, oh, I'd never eat a girl out on her period. I was like, I watched you put a quarter in your mouth, Jimmy. Shut the fuck up. Like, you know. Oh, yeah. I had an ex-boyfriend who stuck an entire dollar bill that he found in his mouth but wouldn't go down on me while I was on my period. And I was like. That shit's more sanitary than that, dude. Actually, uh, can you keep your mouth as far away from my pussy? Yeah, as far? I that, I was like, uh, you are disgusting. Nope. <laughs> You're like the dog. I just watched you do his own shit and try to lick my face. You're good from a distance. I'm not down for this. But anyway, I'm going to ask you a couple more questions about maybe okay. toy use and the people you like to fuck, and then sure, maybe sure, sure. I'll uh, fuck JoJo in front of you, and you can tell me how good it is. Yeah, rate uh, us on a scale okay. from from one to dick if from it was one bad to or, dick. Not. It was good or not. But real quick, we're going to take a word from our sponsors. <laughs> I'm Stephanie James, host of The Spark, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. on NOCO FM. Each week, I talk with luminaries in the fields of psychology, health and wellness, entrepreneurs, motivation, and more. We talk about their life stories, their passions, and the ways in which they've overcome adversity, and they provide the necessary tools that will enable you to do the same. Join me Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Mountain, only on NOCO FM for The Spark with Stephanie James, igniting your best life. I am your hero, Corbin David Albaugh, and you can catch me on Corbin vs. the World as I bring you the greatest tunes of yesterday, today, and tomorrow while saving the world for you and everyone you know every Friday at 6 o'clock Mountain Time on NOCO FM. Hey there, this is Charles with Talking World, Noko FM's bi-weekly D&D show where myself and three other players play Dungeons & Dragons. You can listen to Talking Roll every other Saturday night at 7pm first on Noko.fm or Sunday mornings wherever podcasts are found. Scotty, Sid, yeah. I want you guys to jump into your app and I want you guys to give the first insult that you have. You lily-livered grotty dunce. You taint-gargling sleazy boner waffle. You elf-skin squealing hell spawn? You twat-snorting, drooling bukkake zombie? Vile <laughs> guts-gripping joker! Dick-slapping, lubricated shark junkie! Deafening, brainless clackdish! Twat-groping, racist shit weasel! You large, unkempt cow! You flat-polishing, creepy pussy zipper! Globby absurd cutters! Don't forget the lube is meant for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. So after that hardcore fuck section in the garage. Oh, I'm still a little out of breath. Oh my goodness, that was so good. <laughs> it's so fucking cold that my dick shriveled up, but it's okay because I have well, amazing even, fingers. Even with your dick shriveling up, it's still what, like seven inches? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know. You, you and it good. is nine and a half inches soft, so. Yeah, you know, so yeah. We, we got a nice little trevor. It was good. <laughs> I just imagine JoJo oh trying her God. best to put my flaccid penis in her mouth. 
It's just like, yeah, this works. Here you, there you Thank go. Thank you for listeners. this wet rope. Right. That's the end of the episode now. Goodbye. Yeah. Wait, have you ever had to deal with that? Like a uh, co-star or something like totally flaccid and you had to um, pretend to still be into it? Not so much while doing a scene. I mean, it's definitely just happened while having sex. Right. Like, you know. I mean, who hasn't that happened to? Sure, sure. But... I mean, I've definitely, because I produce on my own, I find people that are just, you know, like, I, it was Craigslist and then Craigslist is no more. So now it's <laughs> Tinder. I go to Tinder to find guys to fuck and like. Oh, yeah, that's right. Craigslist uh, discontinued mm-hmm. the whole encounter, like casual, casual encounters. Casual encounters. Yeah. Yep. Sesta Fasta. Yay. Yeah. Um, what is Sesta Fasta? It is. Uh, oh, that's a whole conversation. <laughs> but we can get into that real quick. Um, Sesta Fasta is a couple of bills that went through the House and the uh, Senate last year and, well, this year, this last year. And what it does is it holds the websites responsible for the content that their users post. And specifically, it focuses on sex workers and making it so that escorts and and sugar babies and, you know, all of these different forms of sex work are not allowed because it might possibly be trafficking or it might possibly be underage. And so there's a big push right now to remove access to a lot of content because of this. Like, I'm not going to say that trafficking isn't an issue, but... Like, their intentions are good, but the actual damage that it's causing, I feel, is much more prevalent, you know? Law enforcement communities have even acknowledged that taking down Craigslist is something that specifically has hampered their efforts in tackling trafficking. Because oh, it shit. is a huge thing. Trafficking yeah. is a really bad problem. But here's a problem, too, is that they are trying to say that escorts who cross state lines are trafficking themselves. Okay, Which doesn't I've, make any fucking bullshit. sense. <laughs> like, what? I feel like if they really wanted to like solve, start solving more issues and stuff, they should make sex work legal well yeah. decriminalization is what decriminalization. most uh in my experience escorts and sex workers are looking for because it uh, maintains it gives us our t- autonomy over ourselves as opposed to uh, legalizing a lot of times what that does is it uh, allows people with the right money to go and open brothels and to go mm-hmm. and be these manager people that right the problem isn't the sex workers it's the people taking advantage like the pimps mm. and yep uh-huh. Yeah. And decriminalizing is like the number one thing that we could do to reduce trafficking. Mm. Which makes a lot of sense. I mean, if you think that about was- it, when they decriminalized and kind of like legalized weed, you know, started regulating that, like crimes went down. Yeah. Because um, like you can't. Opioid related deaths went down. Yeah. Absolutely. Alcohol consumption went down. DUIs went down. Like, so it would make sense. Why to... would I do opium and like get heroin from this fucking creepy ass dude when I can walk in and get fucking. A bag of weed from this chick named Sadie that's working her way through college. Like, I'd rather do that. Right. I just imagine this cute little wook chick coming in being like, hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> that's the cutest shit. But, I mean, so it would make sense that, you know, decriminalizing sex work would have the similar kind of results. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that makes total sense. I don't get why it's like a bad thing in the first place like first of all that's something that belongs to you it's the same as if i offer to mow my neighbor's lawn like i don't have to get arrested because i made that decision to sure do that for them i think partially it goes back to one of the things that we talked about earlier about how if somebody's doing something but i can't do that thing i don't want them to do that thing right right, right. Yeah. 
And it's kind of like a related thing of that too, where it's like, well, I feel like the people I've met that hate sex workers the most are people who can't afford sex workers. <laughs> I love that. I can't afford it. And so it's this, this upsetness that there's something that they like I feel like many most men feel like they deserve sex and that they should be able to get it from whoever they want. They're entitled to it. And then when there are specific blocks in the way of that screening process or just even like what the rates are for, you know. So I'm glad that you bring this up because I did have a question for you that kind of relates to this, you know, sort of topic. So I've been seeing a lot recently about these dudes reporting sex workers, um, the premium Snapchat girls, Mm -hmm. to the IRS claiming that they're not paying taxes. I think it's called thought audit. Yeah. (laughs) But um, a lot of these people. Oh my God, what? (laughs) Yeah, that's what they're calling it, thought audit. I hate that it's so (laughs) good. Fucking pun. But do you feel like the spike an increase of these people doing this has to relate with the fact that, you know, it's going back to, well, I don't like the fact that these people are happy and doing what they want and I don't agree with it. So I'm going to do everything in my power to get them in trouble or to get them to stop doing their thing. It's, that's part of it. A lot of, so the community that start started Thought Audit are basically just a bunch of incels, incels and, and MRAs. And so... Sure, part that's part of it, but I think a bigger part of it is the challenge to masculinity that sex workers generally seen as being women embody, and how a woman who is self-sufficient and and doesn't have any need of a man to provide or you know be a part of her life. A lot of men, specifically with incel and MRA community, take that as an affront on their identities and yeah. MRA uh, men's rights activists. Oh. Yeah, trash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I actually get that a lot in my store as well, is uh, guys come in and they, they're they threatened by the vibrator law. And um, it's ridiculous in my opinion. Like the fact that they are so threatened by these objects that are used to pleasure people, not just mm-hmm. women. Like, yeah, okay, just because someone wants to use a vibrator with you does not mean that you can't get them off your less of a man for it. And also, fuck you. Like, that's not... <laughs> oh, yeah. I specifically, when I was working there, had this couple come in and they looked very average, very normal kind of people. Well, you know, the girl, like, started looking at the dildos and stuff and he, the dude immediately, like, cut her off and was like, you are not allowed to have something that is bigger than me, personally. And she was just like... Well, I mean, this is just for when you're not around. He was like, no, because then you're going to get stretched out or you're going to get used to that. You're going to leave me. And I walked over to the dude and I was like, are you serious? (laughs) I'm going to scream. (laughs) Like, fucking kidding me. I can't believe you're so insecure with yourself (laughs) and your ability to pleasure your woman that you're like threatened by this piece of silicone. Right. (laughs) Like, what? Calm down, (laughs) Timothy. The dildo's not going to eat you alive while you're sleeping. Like, you're fine. I yeah, cannot believe that. I think, and that's that's something that is, I deal with a specific form of that with some of the men that I see in that. A real common question I get is like, well, this doesn't make me gay. It's like, <sighs> I get that no. all the time. <laughs> like so, you're straight and I'm a girl. So like, we, what about this would make this gay? Yeah, like, We talked about this in our past episodes. Is I actually took a second and I was like, listen, if you are dating <laughs> If you are a straight man and you're dating a trans woman, you are in a straight relationship. And, like, if you are two trans men, you're in a gay relationship. Like, does not 
matter. And I, I uh, on Facebook, because oh, one of my favorite pa- pastimes is getting in arguments on Facebook with strangers. <laughs> but um, you have to pay me to do that now. <laughs> Why well, was like the, the hottest thing in the world? Like I was sexually attracted to that. Right there. Go on. But um, somebody like I think it was uh, Vice published an article about somebody who was dating a trans woman and was like, does this make me gay? You know, and of course, you got a bunch of assholes on there being like, oh, no shit. And it's like, (sighs) but I made a comment and I said, "Uh, trans women are women. And fucking surprise when a dude is intimate with a woman, it's considered straight. So ba-da-ba-ba-ba-ba. Fuck you. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, I actually got into a fight about trap. The Ooh, word trap. See, that's I what actually... I really hate, actually. Yeah, me too. And the thing is, like, I talk about it a lot is my hatred for that word. And anytime my friends, like some of my friends from high school and stuff, they are super into the meme game. So when that became like a huge meme, they posted it too. And I was like, that's not fucking okay. Yeah. And I kind of yeah. went into it, but I would love to hear your side, like what, how you felt when that became a huge thing everyone was talking about. I don't know. It's, it's uh, like, I didn't specifically notice an increase in that kind of memes. Like, I don't know if it's just because of my like echo chamber that I have on Facebook, but. Um, <laughs> this is my safety. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I've definitely had, like, I feel like that's the most offensive way that somebody can refer to me. Right. Like, yeah. call me a thought, yeah. like, call me, like, anything else, like, tranny and shemale, and I'll be like, you know, that's not something I use for myself. I understand other people do. But, like, when somebody calls me a trap, I'm like, that's fucking not the right thing at all. Like, that's yeah. not what I do. I am not here to catfish anyone, and I fucking hate when people think that I'm catfishing or whatever. You and know? it's, like, it's the kind of thinking that gets trans women killed. It is. It's it 100% because it's, like... You're not a real woman. You're a trap. And mm-hmm. that is bullshit that that is such an accepted concept. And it pisses me off every fucking time yeah. I see it. And yeah. one of the things that I really struggle with is trans women who call themselves traps. And I'm just like. That's perpetuating. Yeah, it okays it. It makes it okay for and like people to call other it, trans women traps. Well, mm-hmm. and it's completely different too from, you know, like taking back the term queer or you know something like that because you know you can take queer and turn it into a positive thing but trap is literally (laughs) saying you are lying to me well and trap is also if you are like claiming that for yourself what you're saying is that consent doesn't matter in a sense that's true again with trans women who have had vaginoplasty and that sort of thing like i feel like it's on everybody to decide when and how they disclose and if they don't want to that's their own thing cool yeah i don't feel like that makes them a trap but if somebody is going to call themselves a trap and and conduct themselves in that way specifically their purpose is to deceive and their purpose is to have a non-consensual engagement and that's what i have a big problem with and then that makes it seem like all trans women are like that. Exactly. So that makes exactly. it unsafe for you yeah. and other trans yeah. women. That's fucking yeah. insane. The word trap. So the Japanese use a lo- use it a lot as well, like in their manga and their animes. You know, it's mm-hmm. a lot more like not so you don't see it as much when it's like in America because they definitely have that regular. Oh, it's a but lot in more Japan, now in America. Like, it, yeah, we're just going off the social media. Like, that shit is everywhere. And right. the thing is... But in Japan... But it is used to describe a man who is dressed like a woman. It is not used to describe a trans woman. Right. In and that's Japanese why it's thing, used... it's like, 
this is a boy who happens to look just like a girl. And yeah. that's what it's talking about. When people nowadays use trap, they are talking about trans women. Yeah. yeah. And it, Which is very fucked. upsetting. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> anyway, so would you say you've done a lot of scenes with like a lot of versatility? I would I wouldn't say I've done a lot of scenes. I am still uh, kind of getting my feet wet and especially as my own producer, I feel like it's only been more recently that I've started to get a feel for the kind of content that I want to make. Right. Because I feel like a lot of times starting porn, it's hard to get into specifically fetish stuff if you don't have a following. Right. And so I've most of the content that I have put out has either been solo or it's just been more like vanilla scenes. So right. okay. solo, do you ever use toys? Yeah. What kind of toys do you use? It kind of depends. I, in terms of, are we talking about like penetrative toys or? Anything, uh, <laughs> let's let's start with penetrative toys. Okay, sure. Um, I mean, silicone is really nice. I um, love silicone. Do you like the high grade stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I make sure to like buy things that are specifically body safe and phthalate free. Yeah, I'm gonna mess you up. And uh, I actually got taken by. A store down in Denver recently where the packaging looked like it was all right. And I went ahead and bought this thing without looking too close at it. And then I got it home and I opened it up and I'm like, oh my God, this has a smell. Oh, and I no. looked at the packaging and it didn't actually say any of the like keywords that it needed to say. Right. So I was like really unhappy. And I ended up just throwing it out like almost immediately. I've like... So when I took over the store about a year ago, I went through our product and I saw like what we mm -hmm. had and stuff. And I was noticing that we had some really sketchy fucking toys on the shelf and i was yeah. like are you fucking kidding me we had this uh i'm not gonna say the brand or anything because this isn't this isn't a call out podcast sure, sure. but we had some that were the metallic paint on it and oh, i could no. see it chipping through yeah. the fucking package and i had some that were like definitely not that word phthalate <laughs> phthalate i always think Free. of like steven <laughs> Do you remember that Steven? meme from Steven? <laughs> the, that. the dog. Right? Oh, that's good. Tuna the dog. That's the dog's Stay name. It's tuna. Like okay. Steven. It was definitely not Steven free. <laughs> definitely wasn't Steven free. And um, it smelled awful. We had a low-in-the-dark dildo that I took it out, and I swear to God, the smell was on my hands for weeks. And I was like, why the fuck? fuck are we selling this and i took it mm -hmm. all off the shelf and i ordered brand new stuff uh one of my favorite brands this is not sponsored one of my favorite bands is uh curve novelties okay so they have a patent on the way that they process their silicones called silicone silk i love the texture so yeah, yeah. So one of my favorites is homegrown cock <gasps> their home okay so their homegrown <laughs> okay. is actually made with okay. bio skin and you know oh, like have you ever used like bio skin or realistic scaling like, uh, like the vic skin sure yeah, kind of sure like I, the one of the my favorite dildo that i have right now is a um dual density silicone so it's got Ooh. a firmer silicone on the inside and then this really like <gasps> soft and squishy one on the outside so it has that give you know cyber six okay. makes uh makes a dildo that yeah. i like a lot that, that's I just think like it's, that. i can't remember the brand but like it might have been cyber six this is actually the second one i've had to buy because i made the mistake of trying to boil the first because i was oh, like no. oh it's silicone and then i was like oh my oh, god no. no this is not that's gotta be so, like the saddest thing ever to watch a dildo melt it's your own fault 
Yeah. Just lost. I know. And I had just bought it too. Oh. <laughs> I was just like so oh unhappy. My God. So, but it's fine. I bought I'm a new one. A little <laughs> I bought a new what? one and it works great. So. Okay. Fuck oh. yeah. Okay. I also really love glass butt plugs. <gasps> glass Ooh. butt plugs are the fucking coolest. I like metal ones too, but glass are issue i've had with metal is similar to what you're talking about where um a lot of times they're like chrome plated mm. oh yeah no i prefer like the like mm-hmm. yeah I've that's why i like glass is because yeah. then it's like it's not straightforward no you gotta make sure <laughs> you can't fuck it up just make sure it's non-porous it's non-porous like no bubbles in it yeah. or anything yeah I, I get the icicles is my <gasps> icicles is one of my favorite brands okay mm-hmm. also uh this brand tails they make like the coolest like fucking uh anal plug tails okay and cool. they make really cool glass ones too and nice. they're colored glass uh back to icicles did you see the rose the the black rose yeah that one's my favorite one. yeah i haven't used that one um i only have two of their plugs but i've been just seriously so happy with them yeah they're so. really nice and the really cool thing about glass toys is that you can heat them up and cool them down with water they're so easy to clean so easy to clean. stick them in your dishwasher oh my god <laughs> like Hell and yeah. you can use whatever type of lube you want with mm-hmm. it because like with anal toys silicone is a really nice uh texture for it but you can't use silicone-based yeah. lube, which is also really good for anal. I've gone to a hybrid. Oh, silicone. we love hybrids here. Hybrids we good. stand hybrids. Yeah. Uh, what is, like, do you have a brand of lube that you kind of, your default? Yeah. <gasps> yes! Yeah. Sorry, I got excited. <laughs> that is my favorite <laughs> brand. It's, is it the silk? Or do you use the Ride Body Works? Um, I don't remember. Um, is it in a purple bottle with white I think white it's liquid? kind of purple, yeah. With white liquid? And it's kind of whitish so, and it's real thick and like kind of almost yeah. cummy. Like I'm super <laughs> into it. Like shit. it works. Like I love silicone lube for sex. Like it just works so good. But then mm-hmm. like there's things about it that I'm like I really hate because it's hard to wash off, you know? Right, definitely. Um, yeah, because it, it's like it stays on forever. Yeah, yeah, but I mean that's why it makes it so great that, for anal. So. Yeah, and shower. <laughs> sex and shower sex but that's Definitely. i love liquid and mm-hmm. i love their hybrids i love liquid because it's a vegan based brand they don't test on animals mm-hmm. really fucking good shit it's funny because the last time i was actually at um a sex shop store figuring out what i wanted to get i was asking the girls about loops and one of them i was asking about how like one of them tastes right yeah right i'm putting this in my mouth i don't know yeah you want that luby aftertaste like that bitterness yeah and that's part of what i like don't like i don't know like so i don't mind as much about silicone lube because it doesn't have like a crazy taste really right i don't think it at least the stuff that i've very subtle yeah okay and when the girls behind the counter was like oh life is too short to put silicone lube in my mouth and i'm like i life is too short for me not to put it in my mouth (laughs) Are you I would me? Say, no. like, like fuck that. Honestly. I'm not trying to. It's, I'm not trying to make like 90 years old here. Like I want to have a lot of fun. And yeah. I'm not gonna stop along Live the way. I mean, I'm hard for off. a good time, not a long time. Yes. Yes. So- <laughs> Kev Cat. Yes. Live fast. Fuck hard. Die that coming. on a shirt. You spoke over my legendary line. It wasn't even that good, but in the moment it was perfect, and now no one will hear it. It's in there. I'm sure it's, people it, can hear it. We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll finger it out. There you go. There you go. That was bad. You should feel bad. <laughs> you been, I'm sorry. Why are you booing me? I'm right. I'm sorry. I'm not going <laughs> to swallow my comment. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay. And uh, Lily is your new co-host. <laughs> wonderful day. I'm good. I'm you sorry. Know. I'm sorry. Was that pun too penetrating for you? Hi. Welcome back to the podcast. I want to fucking die. <laughs> 
Uh, I will say going back to toys, one of my favorite toys at this point is a riding crop that one of my fans bought me off of my wish list. And uh, that is the cutest, coolest thing in the world. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. And it's like a shorter riding crop and it has a larger, I don't remember the name of the thing at the end of it. I was going to be all like fancy and remember it. Uh, (laughs) The technical term is the, the slappy thing. Yeah, I'm sure. I think that's yes. right. Yeah, but it's I'm a professional. <laughs> I, I have a PhD. I have emotional feelings about this inanimate object that I didn't know I could have. Like, <laughs> I love it. It makes me feel things. And I'm so into it. <laughs> I'm so into that's it. That's awesome. That's awesome. So actually, I love this brand. It's called Edge by Sports Sheets. Okay. And they make this line of super cool like whips and paddles and stuff. They have a really cool like twisted beading came with like pointed rotting crop at the end. Ooh. It is fucking awesome. Oh my god. It's so cool. They also have one called the Dragon Whip which is almost flogger style but the thing is it's also kind of a paddle because it's just two long almost thick pieces of leather that are pointed at the end for that nice I huh. saw so there's a company out there called Tantalus I think is their company name that makes silicone impact implements um Ooh, and right. they are also i have one of their paddles it's called a thwack and that's it's, my favorite i love that <laughs> it is it's the evilest paddle that i have because it's pure silicone <laughs> and it's dense it's medical grade silicone so it's mm. real very dense and like we were oh talking about silicone paddles it the hurts so bad and they have one that's similar to that it's like a um i think it's just called a dragon's tongue or dragon's tail it might yeah, be that, that's yeah. what the other one's called too. but it's it's real like thin and it comes to a point and it's like maybe six eight ten inches long or something but is there only one or is real. it two they have two they have two different two, ones yeah. one is is a single and then the other one's a double okay now my booty is tingling cool. so mm-hmm. which is weird but not uncommon <laughs> that's fucking cool god i will talk about paddles with you till the end of All the right. day like i love this. this is my job i see you're wearing a collar do you mm-hmm. prefer being a sub yes <laughs> I am I'm like a switch sub. Ah, but okay. I'm a dom switch. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also am a brat. Me. And <laughs> I was talking about how much I love taming brats on the other episode. That is so fucking We're perfect. Yeah, right, we're fucking after right. this. What? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Wait, um, I thought we were going to get married, Kevcat. You know I you... vomited on your dick. You know you want me to Why fuck not her. both? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> she just wants to watch. She'll pay. She'll pay you oh, yeah. for the film. Okay. Of course. Done. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> and you're um, still wearing that dick ring I pulled out of that guy's cock for you. Anyway. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Great. We have a lot of <laughs> weird inside jokes. I apologize. But you're saying uh, sub switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though I'm a sub, like a lot of people think that I'm a dom. Right. I get a lot of men coming at me thinking that I'm a top and I'm a dom. And like, I think it's kind of the funniest thing. Because if you spend five minutes with me, you're like, <laughs> no, you want to be told what to do, you dirty bitch. You know? <laughs> like, that is really good i fucking love that but that being said like also i'm not gonna sub just for anyone like you have to earn it which i think you have to fucking earn that shit with me earning that shit that thing is like (laughs) if i'm gonna say like you need to sit down or whatever if i'm gonna give you an order and you say make me i love making you that is what i live for it's like all right daddy's here let's go like you know that is my go-to thing is when somebody's like bend over and i'm like make me oh that (laughs) it's like a bigger turn on than like make me and it's just like oh i'm gonna rip the shit out of your hair let's do this i did a uh, a public scene at um thunder in the mountains this oh last cool summer. 
And uh, with my one of my humans, Sid Wild, we work together and we're in, connected real hard on Twitter. It was great because she at one point was tying me to this table and then she like goes to climb on top of me to do something. And I just was not having it. So I like tried to like buck her off the table. <laughs> I love it. She really came after me, and that's what I wanted. So, yeah. (laughs) Where can I purchase? Where do I buy? Well, so that's the thing is that uh, that scene was actually not able to be recorded because it was on the floor of the convention. Damn it! So, like, (laughs) (laughs) Thunder in the Mountains is pretty cool. It's it's a pretty big open space, and every night the dungeon is open from like nine a.m. to two. Or 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. And so you can go in and you can do scenes and people can watch or you can pick a smaller corner and it's not as big of a deal, you know, but it's great. With doing pornography and camming and things like that, is it now like a big turn on for you to be in front of the camera or? Yes. (laughs) That's why. So like I'm a big fan of the exhibition of it. And that's why (gasps) we were talking about that. Yeah. I'm much more likely to do something if you have the camera on. I can feel that. Somebody asked me the other day on Facebook. I was know, talking about something, pushing my face into the rug. And they're like, what about with a boot? And I was like, uh, if you're going to record it, absolutely. Like, <laughs> I'm so into that. But if you're not turning the camera on, it does not do fucking shit for me. Like I feel that. As a dom, putting my subs on display is my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Like, if I can, like, fucking lift you by your hair while you're, like, snot stripping out of your nose because you just sucked a yes. dick so hard, <laughs> then I'm just going to fucking, like, put you in front of someone and they just have to look at you, but they don't get to touch you because you don't deserve it yet. Ugh, that's right. the shit I live for. Go on. Okay. So then, like, kind of going back to my question from earlier, with a romantic relationship, mm-hmm. do you find it hard to find partners that are, like, into it or like are you willing to record scenes with your partners or like is that like a bonus patreon episode (laughs) it's like you get to see me make love to someone i care about uh well that's that's sid my human is the person right now that i feel is uh we're the most emotionally connected and like we've done the most work together but a lot of that has been like webcamming but okay. we haven't actually shot a lot of scenes together, which is funny. So in as as far as like romantic stuff, yeah, it's hard because I feel like a lot of men want to like rescue me from my life. Mm. And it's like uh, I'm not like I I uh, I chose this for myself. Like it's, it's kind of like the whole trying to turn a stripper into a housewife situation. Well, it's the it's downside. Like, why can't you just have a have a housewife that's also a stripper? Like, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> like I feel like it's the downside to Pretty Woman. Like, oh, yeah. It was a great movie, and I appreciated a lot of aspects of it. But at the end of the day, the trope is rich white man saves sex worker. And that's not that common of a reality. Like, yeah. yes, yeah. there are people who are forced into yeah. it, and that's a, that's a completely different conversation. But for people who choose to do this, most of us are not necessarily looking to, like not do it yeah because we're doing, doing it for a reason exactly like, <laughs> like, and there are people who are like aromantic and they happen to be in sex work they don't want a relationship they just want to get paid to fuck you and then go home see and for me i wouldn't say i'm completely aromantic but i find that romance is not a necessity for me to be able to engage with somebody right like, yeah, because we have like some listeners who might not understand. Do you want to define aromantic real quick? Oh, uh, aromantic is without romance, like lack of romance. It is kind of like a gender is 
not having a gender or like asexuality but asexuality, you're like sure. it's not the sex part it's the having the feelings and the emotions that go along and also with it. asexuality means that uh you feel no sexual attraction let's just define yeah. all the words <laughs> yeah, we're throwing right. out there but yes um, and so to get more into like how i define my sexuality at this point for myself a lot of it is i feel like i'm pansexual but i'm romantically lesbian understandable okay. I've fucked a lot of guys in the last like year and a half since I've been doing this and a lot of them are fun and great and all of that and we can get along but like it's easier good to have to around connect. but you'd rather connect I with a woman. I just don't end up feeling romantic with them. I just like I totally yeah. understand. I identify as queer but demisexual. Okay. So like I think everyone's fucking hot and I will hit on you till the day is in but we will actually not fuck after this because <laughs> I need to have a deep emotional connection with you. See, and I'm the exact opposite to... of that. I do not have to have a deep emotional thing. In fact, the less emotional well, uh... thing that we have, like the the easier it can be for me because then yeah. I'm not having to manage those emotions for you. So for me, I'm pansexual. I'm also polyamorous just mm -hmm. because I, it is easy for me to get connections with people, especially, you know, I don't know. It's just easier for me to click with people. And with that, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm kind of weird when it comes to sex, especially because, like, you know, I do have a fiance and we've talked about things like this. Like, it's okay as long as we're talking to each other about it. But I don't really feel sexually attracted to a lot of people just because, like, I found the love of my life. Right. But I still want to have, like, makeout buddies. <laughs> I know. Hey, I know. <laughs> I'm aware how, how many times? Miss fucking shoves her three tongue piercings down my goddamn throat. But the, the thing is, like, for me, sex can be really fucking hard because there are days where, like, I am fucking disgusted with my body. So I don't want to be touched, but I am so all about my partners. Sure. Like, if there's someone that I'm interested in, I have a connection with, and they're like, I want... I want to get off and I want to get off with you, then mm -hmm. there are ways that I'd go about it because of course I'm still going to enjoy it. But if you touch me, there are chances of me vomiting, you know? Yeah. So I don't, I don't want you to take my clothes off, but I will fucking hold you while you get off. I'll hold the vibrator. I will get play into your kinks. Non-sexual kink play is one of my favorite things actually. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So I dig that shit hardcore yeah. and I can be like, I am, oof. I am the fucking king of edging <laughs> and teasing, like hours of just n nothing but foreplay and you don't get, like no genitals are even touched. I'll just sure. fuck with every, like all your turn on spots. One time I had someone tied to a bed and I had a vibrator with a remote on it and I went and made a bagel. Yes. <laughs> and I watched Game Grumps next to them while I played with it. Like yes. that, that's the shit I do. Right. So I like um, that control, that aspect of like, like being controlled in that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like really cool. Um, and I, of course, I'm such a huge person about consent. Like I will not touch my partner if they've had more than maybe two beers. Uh, well, depending on their like alcohol tolerance. When, for me, it depends on how well I know them. Same. same That's like, what it comes down if to. If I don't reasonable. know them well, of course, I would never have sex with anyone I don't know well. But if I don't know their alcohol tolerance well, if even if they had one beer, I will not touch you. Mm -hmm. I'm so big on consent. If you're mm -hmm. high, I won't touch you. Sure. Like... No, even when I'm, I've been shit faced and have turned people down, but like, no, I'm not gonna, like, my girlfriend of three years, like, I was like, no. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> so I actually do have a couple of questions from a couple of people who were hoping to ask Perfect. you. We're gonna say, K Queen from Texas Ooh. says, Does it bother you if slash when people fetishize you? 
It kind of depends. I struggle most of the time with cross-dressers. And it's gotten to the point where I feel like I can I can pick up on cross-dressers very quickly, even if they're not telling me that they're cross-dressers. But because of the questions that they ask, they specifically fetishize my transition. Specifically fetishize, like, they want to, like, jerk off to, like, the story of me, like, dressing the first time, right? Like, they want all of these weird details. Mm -hmm. And usually the questions are asked in this way that, like, really separates my transness from who I am as a person. Yeah. Yeah, it dehumanizes. That's where I struggle the most with that. But, like, also, I've definitely seen some cross-dressers that didn't make me feel that way right i mean i don't know as long as you're like a decent person if you're gonna fetishize me i don't necessarily mind a lot of it right. yeah i feel like it's gonna come down to you know it's not necessarily what you say but how you say it yeah sort of thing like and your attitude and your like yeah it's the whole packet you know if you want to get off on something like watch the porno but don't like sit there and, like interrogate somebody about their life and then being like Ooh. Like that's that's weird. Don't right. do that. Yeah, that's fucking. Yeah. That's fucked up. Don't be a creep. Yeah. Don't trivialize <laughs> someone's like experiences mm-hmm. for your sexual. Yeah, yeah. That's bullshit. So this one comes from a man, not a man. <laughs> like a like a a man. man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's his new name. A man. Um, and he says, "How harsh is it in the business for the trans community?" I think it's better than it used to be. Mm-hmm. It's still, there's still a long way to go. There are still cis performers in the mainstream community who refuse to work with trans women, or there's a lot of c- cis women performers who refuse to sleep with men or work with men who have worked with trans women. Oh, that, that is weird. fucked. So there's still a lot of stigma within the industry in terms of performers and i'm talking like mainstream like this is you know anytime you start getting into more of the alternative or the independent like outside of mainstream it's generally more accepting of these kinds of things but but overall i think that things have been improving like evil angel has worked with um i'm pretty sure natalie mars also maybe venus and god there's a couple of other girls too that i know that have been getting really into the mainstream and like not just doing trans specific production or you know but also getting into these companies that, that so cool. do cishet stuff so that's awesome and from what i've seen of that content it looks really great and it's hot and like it's cool. done well yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. send me the link later <laughs> we only have time for like one more question so i really like this one uh it comes from aspen and it says if you could talk to 15 year old you what would you say would you change anything hmm That's a really good question because I feel like my experiences make up who I am. So like a big part of my life experience that hasn't come up tonight yet is I was in the military. I joined the military right after high school. No And uh, I joined the Marine Corps Infantry and I went off and invaded Iraq. So Um, (laughs) High five me! (laughs) If I didn't have that experience, I wouldn't be who I am. So this is like one of those philosophical paradoxical questions of if I... There's certain information I would love to give myself, but also I don't want to like You don't want change. to stop being who you are. Yeah, I don't want to change who I am now. That's I feel the same way a lot. Like I've had some shitty experiences in the past. And while I kind of wish it didn't happen, I'm glad it did because I love who I am today. And I wouldn't be who I am today if that's, I didn't have the perspective that was given to me from those shitty situations. That's exactly what I wanted to say in terms of like, yeah, how I feel about myself is I've like in my transition, I worked really hard to love who I am now. 
mm-hmm. and to love the completeness of me. And I feel like for a lot of trans women, that's really hard because they can't love this person that they used to be. Like there's a lot of denial of like that. And like to the point that I know, God, this is something that really bothers me, but like some trans women will go out and get like their baby pictures and like all of their kid pictures like regendered. Wait, huh. what? Mm-hmm. That like, is photo, nice. like photoshopped to, oh, so that they insane. look like a girl and like they're wearing a dress in this picture instead of like little boy clothes. And I'm like, but you're denying who you are. You're and, denying. The and that's almost that like yes. kind of like, I don't know. I feel like that is kind of put in the same category as somebody who refuses to come out. See, and that's almost. how I feel, too, is I feel like in, in denying that aspect of yourself, it's you're treating yourself the same way as before you transitioned and, and you were denying this other part of yourself. Like we are yeah. a complete human and like that's all of what makes up me and it's all of the experiences that I've had and if I can't love the entirety of who I am like don't bring attention to it don't bring attention to it if you cry I'm gonna cry we're all gonna cry damn it I went this whole fucking six episodes of this podcast making everyone believe I'm this hard ass and I'm literally crying in this corner they have to know I'm a badass stop calling me out But yeah, like uh, about a year ago, I came to this place where I was like, you know, I found the one and it's it's me. Like, I'm the one for me. That's so fucking beautiful. And like, I'm so like happy for you and proud of you. Like, just (laughs) to see you glow with this happiness of like, you do know who you are. And that's, I wish so many other people could have the strength to do that. Like, And I feel that people tell me that similar things, like it was so cool to leave uh, high school and get like texts from people that I kind of had interactions with. And they're like, hey, because you were so unapologetically yourself, it gave me the strength to do that. And it Mm -hmm. was like, it's, incredible to think that just by being yourself and being proud of who you are you can touch people's lives and you can make a difference and even just one person's life which in my opinion that's enough to change the world sure so yeah. ignoring the fact that i'm a pussy that just cried a whole bunch because <laughs> fuck you touched my hey, heart kev kev what, what did we talk about earlier it's okay to cry right it is yeah, okay to cry. I, had, <laughs> I had to learn that too but shit like yeah you were a beautiful soul and i'm so Thank fucking you. blessed to have you in my presence like Thank you. genuinely so you. i'm Aww. so stoked to have you here i was so fucking yeah excited. that was really good i think i think that was a really good strong note to end this has been awesome yeah. <laughs> thank you for having me well yeah. before we go yeah we have some answers from our last week's question oh yes that's right so jojo would you like to go first i would oh the- wait 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 uh- we have a guest. Oh, how <laughs> rude of us. What celebrity awoke your sexuality? I grew up watching, for one, I've always loved horror movies, and I was always allowed to watch them. I don't know why, but I definitely was watching movies much like earlier than I should have been, I feel. Oh, I feel that. I watched Hellraiser when I was three. <laughs> oh, yeah. <see. laughs> like Douglas Bradley. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Hellraiser's one of my favorites. Oh, my God. But oh, my God. Anyway, <laughs> Frank. Oh, my God. Mm. I can't. Anyway, stop. <laughs> It's all just mutual <laughs> masturbation. I'm like in this fucking um, studio. Oh my god. So I feel like Sigourney Weaver as Ellen Ripley is yeah. hands down one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Like, especially in the first alien movie where she's just a person on a ship with a kitty cat. And then like she is this like survivor bitch, you know? She's and it's insane. like Yeah. Like the evolution of her just being like I'm just here to being like, nah, this right. is my shit. Right. <laughs> this is a character growth I love to see, especially like in women yes. that are depicted in the media. Like, if you're like, I am this helpless person to 
You said what, bitch? Like, it's so good. And, and it's my, that's my sexual orientation. Talk about an amazing uh, character arc that is not dependent on some sort of violence being perpetrated against her by a man. And that is what is like the thing that catalyzes her, right? Like, right. Yeah. she's faced with this crazy situation and it's an alien and that's, you know, whatever. But like, it wasn't like that, that rape vengeance trope that like is so standard of how so standard. women become these badass women and it's, it's like, like sure okay that's a thing but also like why do we have to focus on the the violence against women as like why can't i be a badass because i want to be a yeah badass. exactly yeah yeah i don't have um, to have ta- something taken away from me in order to involve and evolve <laughs> and she didn't like need a man to save her or to like have as a love interest like yeah, i'm just so into goddamn her time. as a character as this like amazing person and yeah, incredible have to say her Fuck we are yeah. fucking an hour and a half into this oh, shit. shit so we're gonna do one we're... answer each okay so this one comes all the way from michigan and the answer was misty from pokemon me there and you i was go. like mm-hmm, there you all go. right relatable <laughs> This one comes from D-Man down in Oklahoma, and it's Dave Grohl. Yes! And- oh my god, yes. <laughs> I can't. Mm. Question for this week. Do you have a question, Lily, that you would like to ask our listeners? Uh, what and kind us? kind of question? Like, just, so just any every question. Week, every week we just ask a question, anything having to do with sex, that you would like to ask um, me, her, and our listeners. How about the oldest person you've had sex with? <gasps> oh, I have a good one for me. Because <laughs> I'm totally into fucking what? grandpas. <laughs> Okay. Love oh my god! Like, I'm so mad we didn't get to go into that. <laughs> hey, do you think maybe you want to come back on the show sometime? I would love to. That would be Hell amazing. Yeah. We could even do a fun to. episode where we all get shit faced. It would be lit. It'd yeah. be so great. We'll do I'm that for our, like our Christmas story. Oh my- <laughs> sure. The Christmas episode. Yes. I can talk about fucking grandpas. Yes. <laughs> Oh my god, and definitely, definitely, before you come back, fuck someone in a Santa suit. Just, just come. Yes. So you could talk oh, about it. It'll be festive. Please, Please do. do. Please do. Okay, see if anyway. I can do that. All right. Oldest so person you fucked. Lily, you asked the question, so why don't you give us your answer first? Oh, uh, easily 70s. Okay. I don't know specific age, okay. but easily 70s. Easily 70s. Mm-hmm. Lit. She yeah. into that silver fox. Oh my god, I love grandpas. They're so good. I okay. So good. So, speaking of silver foxes, I was nineteen. He was forty three. Okay, okay. Uh, but honestly, okay, okay. Like, nineteen is okay. I was thinking like for some reason my brain was like she was seventeen. I was like, no, I was fine. nineteen. That's fine. Nineteen is okay. I mean, in my personal <laughs> life, I definitely have a rule of like forty and above. Like I, you have to be special. Yeah. If you're a boy and you're under forty, and I fuck you, guys, my age is your ringtone. <laughs> so I was like, guys, my age don't know how to treat me. <laughs> Dude, I'm the only one that's like not an outlier here. I think like the oldest person I've ever fucked was like when I was seventeen and he was nineteen. Aww. Like <laughs> Cat, you're so you're so innocent and pure. Wait, hang on. Wait, no, I lied. Hang on. I was 15 and she was 20. That's, okay. That's the only okay. person. Okay. Only person that I fucked that was older than me. Okay. All right. All right. And it that. wasn't really fucking. 
you're still the purest one out of all of us. Which is hilarious because I run a sex shop. Like, I'm just very selective when it comes to having sex with people. I know. But anyway. It's so cute. So thank you, Lily, so much for joining us. Yeah, it, You are absolutely. a goddamn delight. And I'm thank so you. stoked to have you back on the show in the future, hopefully. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. Fuck yes. Okay. Yeah. Can I plug my sites real quick? Yes, please do. Cool. So you can find me on Twitter at Black Lace Lily is my like porn promo account. Um, I'm also on Instagram at Lily Demona. Uh, I also have a website, LilyDemona.com. I am on mini vids, amateur porn. And you can always DM me for my pussy, my bloody pussy video, because I can't find a venue to sell it. So I'm selling that one personally. Perfect. Do you yeah. want to spell your last name? Uh, D-E-M-O-N-A, like demon. Oh, demona, lit. Like a female demon, basically. I love Shit, it. That is so good. Okay. Well, thank you again, Lily. Thank yeah, you for so everything. Much. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in to Don't Forget the Lube. It was KevCat. It's JoJo. And always remember, Don't, Don't Forget the Lube. Diverse voices. Unique sound. Not the same old thing. Different, different. This is NOCO FM.